It's Thursday, September 9th. Get your sweater vest, big hair, and Coke bottle glasses ready because today is National School Picture Day, and you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. National School Picture Day, gentlemen. I missed it again. Mm. 39th year in a row. You really got to prepare for these things. You I know? know. I know. They come, they go. It's also National Wiener Schnitzel Day and National Teddy Bear Day. I figured you guys would, you know, Mike's big on combining those. I'm not sure how we're going to pull that off. But... All three, baby. Sorry, man, I, pre- I prefer I prefer National Wiener Day or National Schnitzel Day. I don't combine the two. Thank you. Whew. I can't it's gonna be one of, it's gonna be one of those shows, eh, boys? <laughs> it's the nine o'clock hour. We are in the witching hour, and uh, we don't normally do nine p.m. shows, but everybody's drunk, and we're gonna have fun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody's drinking. Mike, Mike Smith, what are you drinking tonight? Is there? A, can we skip ahead? I have ahead uh, a little little hazy Sunday oh, double fruited so uh, hazy here. Look at that little shop on the. Little, I love that. Uh, it's so pure. That's there. so pretty. Hold on. Oh, let's see if it line. still has it. Oh, fantasy! Oh, factory. what? Oh, Is you joining bro- me, Chris? A unicorn <laughs> and a cat. I mean, come on! You're gonna All drink right. that. All right, your can just, would kick my done. can's ass. You guys, I feel like there's a lot of dessert beer going on around here right now. Cheers, well, Chris. I mean, you're, Cheers. You're, this is, you're the one drinking Hawaiian punch out of a canteen. So, right. yeah, what's, <laughs> what's, in the, what's in the bottle, man? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to Uniform Exchange, a comedic look at sports, sports business, live entertainment. Uh, I'm excited for this week. This is going to be a fun week. Um, Number 21, we're legal, baby. Oh, we are. It's, it, is, it is episode 21. We are officially... That's why everybody's drinking tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's let's meet our panel, though. I'm joined by... Well, I'm Michael Myers. You guys know that, of the sports marketer and subsidiaries, And subsidiaries. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to just have you do that from now on. Uh, first up, who would know, looking at this guy... That he would grow Ooh. up to be the wordsmith that he is. Speaking of school picture day. Look at that it's young lad. It's team marketing reports. Chris Hardwag. It's Chris. incredibly impressive. That, it's incredibly for impressive for not watching along here. at home. Just listening. He's got the same that, hair. He's got the I know. Same sexy. hair. That gonna, is unbelievable. I'm going to say what everybody's you, thinking. I'm going to say what everybody's thinking too. Still has that shit eating grin too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, do, do you still have the that mock wasn't... turtleneck? Because I'd oh, love dude. to see you in a mock, I, well, in a mock kinda, turtleneck. Right now, I kind of, there you go. Speaking of wieners, Ooh. that's a dicky, I think. Hey, oh, all right. Uh, I want to say that in, all show. In the upper right corner. But <laughs> I thought that what we show. saw every week was the younger version of him. It turns out that that's the younger version. No the way. Marketers. Wait. Wait a no way. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you look like the stand-in from uh, the dude from Counting Crows. 
<laughs> Krusty the Clown a little bit I on the left that side. Was, uh, there, right? Jonah Hill with the Jufro, but uh, oh yeah, look at this guy. I, I may Handsome. or may not have heard that once or twice during freshman year of high school. So thank you. <laughs> wow, hey, hey, it's super bad. Right hey, hey, it's super bad. That's the big sports I... guy, Josh Cox. God, thank you. Bless America. That's a. I do not list. like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> not one. Not one freaking bit. Oh, God. And lastly, <laughs> yeah, the man whose nickname in this picture was Jim Chinstrap McPriest. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's like if, if Creed and Smash Mouth had a baby. <laughs> and it was, yeah, Guy Fieri mixed in there. Goose Island Zone, dad number two, Mike Smith. Beers, Myers. Thanks strong. for uh, digging up that one. Of Shout course. out to my sister in the picture who put that together. By the way, very nice. Put what together? That photo shoot. That was for our parents' <laughs> senior oh, year of high school. For me, she was a, a sophomore, but we went down to the old J.C. Penney's and said, "What oh, can yeah. you do with this?" Yeah. And uh, well, they did that. It was quality. <laughs> And they, they said, you know, you? they said, we really wish you had some frosted tips to add to this, but we can make <laughs> do with what we've got. <laughs> that would have I, really I, completed the look. I am going to say this. They did that in post to mess with me. Okay. Uh-huh. Just saying. They did. Added the tips. I didn't have tips in high school. And I Maybe did I throw did. I one know. in of myself just so you guys could see me with hair. Oh wow! There's oh, that 1965 photo. Mm-hmm. Well, you can yeah, tell. 1965. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have color back then. He had a sepia tone picture with just the, the the most beautiful thin blonde hair, thin straight blonde hair you've ever seen, with the emphasis on thin. Toehead man. I, I mean, can we just take head. a quick survey of the team minus Myers? Would you give the young lad in the sepia picture money for, I don't know, any kind of candy bar for a school function? He's going to be taking us to the bank, folks. He's a hustler. Look at those guns. We're in a tank back in the day. Bringing it. Anyway, for those of you at home. Yeah, that was solid. I I think we should end the show here on a high note. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Just going to throw it out Let's do our best to cover a few topics anyway. Okay. Um, I think we're going to do, before we get into, we're going to talk about the NFL here momentarily because there's a lot of stuff going on with the NFL. As a matter of fact, there's a game going on right now. It's been going on for two hours. Uh, the, the the Bucks and the Cowboys are playing tonight. But before that, we have a special edition of Vax Trap. Vax Trap. That's right. Vax Tracks oh. is back. We have a special edition of Vax Tracks. Now, you guys, we have a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very aggressive, very resourceful uh, group, research group within our company that goes out and really digs up a lot of great stuff is all I guess I'm trying to get to here. And we burn through keyboards. We do so much searching. Burn we do. Through. So many of you have probably heard of the MajorLeagueBaseball.com TV show Carded, where they've featured Don Mattingly, Al Leiter, a few other people. They've only had a couple of episodes, and it's about baseball cards and whatnot. There's a commercial that airs all the time during baseball games on MLB.TV or MLB TV. This 
I thought you guys might be interested in seeing. This was the alternate commercial that did Ooh. not get aired. All right. Ooh, I like, I like so here this. we go. MLB's Carded <clears throat> featuring Al Leiter. In 1988, my buddy Al Leiter wasn't the big moron he is now. He was an MLB future star, and he has the baseball card to prove it. Back in the day, you had Polio. day, and I uh, wanted it. So the first time when this came out, I'm, I'm, I, I get called up in 1987, finish uh, September call-up, and I was doing a Little League banquet in New Jersey. Kid came up, said, Mr. Leiter, the tops just came out with the 88 set. I have your card. Would you sign it? Yeah, of course, kid. He runs over to his table. He comes back, and he plops this in front of me. And immediately I look, and I'm like. It was at this moment that Al Leiter realized he had a chance to save a lot of lives. Or does he? But this isn't me. <laughs> what? What just happened? That's the version that did not make it to air because he was too honest about his vaccination status and it just... Uh... In 1988, my buddy Al Leiter... I'm not sure why that aired again. <laughs> oh, I couldn't take that again. <laughs> so I mean, our research team really hold on, hold, digs. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Morgan Freeman just popped <laughs> a part yes. What was that? <laughs> right? What was that? Look, Major League Baseball has voiceovers. endless resources. Endless resources at Major League Baseball. You have well, to that was one. <laughs> that was crazy. Like, right? Can you believe hope, that, that almost made the final cut? Didn't I hope fly. any that intern did. that we have didn't spend more than seven minutes on that, let alone someone who's Hosting a show. Oh, I can't imagine that guy spending any time on this at all. No time. Any rack it up, rack it up. I got a All right. Let's talk about the NFL. I mentioned there's a game going on, uh, but there's been some really big sponsorship news in the NFL uh over the last couple of days, starting with the Cowboys and Miller Coors. Chris. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? I know you've been tracking that. One. A little, talk to you a little bit about that. The uh, Coors, uh, Molson Coors and Cowboys have extended their uh, relationship and uh, they unveiled the Miller Lighthouse that's just outside uh, AT&T Stadium. 70, yeah, th you there. Thank you for putting the pictures up. 70-yard Cowboys turf field, four video boards, 60-plus TVs, two fantasy football uh, screens for people tracking games, two beer gardens with shaded with trees and seating for 650 plus six permanent bars with 34 points of sale, a beer cooler that's Texas size, 1200 square feet of a walk-in beer cooler and 87,000 square feet for event experiences. Now uh, it, it's you know it's interesting what two hundred million gets you these days. That's it, ten year, two hundred million dollar deal. So twenty million bucks annually from um, Molson Coors. That's up from what was well, uh, an eleven, twelve million dollar a year. Deal. Okay, I was going to say that was not nearly that the last time they they did this no, deal, right? So no, that's that, almost yeah. oh you're gosh, almost, almost doubled. Doubled. Okay, so that's eighty thousand square feet. Outdoor 70 yard turf field. It, I, I, now, tell me if you think I'm crazy. I look at this as just a different iteration, slightly different, quite different, but a different iteration of like 
uh, ballpark village in St. Louis or uh, the power and light district uh, live thing in Kansas city. And then uh, Texas live <clears throat> outside of Arlington right. park. Like this is that way additional event. Exactly. It's that event. It actually is most like Gallagher. That's a great point. It's most like Gallagher way because it's got the outdoor space for people to hang out. The difference is Gallagher way is that is Gallagher. You got to help me. I don't know Gallagher. Is that an insurance company or something? Yeah. Insurance. Yes. Okay. So it's exactly the same thing that that's Gallagher way. All of it's sponsored by Gallagher. This is Miller Coors, obviously Miller Lite. They, they can do a little bit, probably more interactive activations than maybe a Gallagher could, uh, yeah. but really cool. Very cool. And $200 yeah, if million. Dollars. If you watch the game, they cut, a, a, I think at least two different times away to uh, where I think it's an awesome idea is as a road watch spot. I mean, there were yeah. thousands of people out there hanging out in the different spots and watching the game. So, Hey, I like it. And well, before we go, it's $5 for a 12 ounce beer there all game. Not like just pregame tailgate. What? Yes. You can't buy a beer. What is it? Nine fifty for a, for a, a beer I, I knew that chart was up there for some reason. Chris, what is that that you're pulling? Chris, what is that you're pulling that from? Let's look at the 2020 NFL fan cost index from exclusively oh, fan from cost team, index trademark exclusively from uh, registered from uh, uh, team marketing report exclusive uh, research. Nine dollars is their cheapest beer for 16 ounces inside In the, stadium. the stadium. So that's also fan centric. I like it. Well, I love a good pun, the Miller Lighthouse. I love that. I also want to give a special shout-out to the company that helped design that space, Advent, a uh, mm-hmm. former client of mine, a good friend of the National Sports Forum, friend of the program. They helped design the space uh, the, at the Star and a lot of the branding and sponsorship and how it got integrated in. So a uh, big shout-out to Advent for, for that, and, and congrats to the Cowboys. And- they are crushing it in that space. Advent did an amazing job, and the Cowboys have done redonkulous <laughs> with all the stuff that they've got going on at the star and at the stadium. It's incredible. Yeah. The Cowboys do a great experience. They've never had any issue generating revenue either. And this (laughs) doubling their beer deal year over year is, uh, is not a bad way to do that. Well, Um, Jerry likes to do the opposite of, or, you know, the competitor of whoever the league has a deal with that he'll go and undermine essentially. But yeah, he's done that on, Multiple things like AB and Molson Coors. That's a very interesting segue because oh, we're yes. also going to talk about some league deals here. Uh, there was a big announcement today, I guess it was. Uh, the league renewed their deal with Verizon. Uh, 10 years. It looks like it's going to be about $1 billion over 10 years. Uh, and it's funny, Mike. You, sh- I see you shaking your head. The interesting part about that is that that's actually only around mm, 20% of the last Verizon NFL deal that was done. Now, granted, that was a five-year deal for $2.5 billion, but it was content, and it was so that Verizon could air games on and their streaming phones. And stuff like and that, streaming, yeah. And that has st- the Verizon's getting out of that. They're going to end that with this new contract, and this one's going to be strictly... They're going to be the 5G partner across the league. They've already got 25 stadiums outfitted with 5G when you're at the stadium. I'm sure they're going to fit, fill that out and do the last seven. 
but they're the official 5G partner and they're really moving toward the technology side. They're the official one of the official technology partners of the league and something else. So can big deal. just fold already or can Verizon <laughs> so. or Sprint or anybody buy them out? They've turned to just a, a pile of shit. What is, what's going on? We what do love AT and T. I lost that sponsorship deal. Well, <laughs> I'm sure AT and T countered and said, "Can we have five years for one million dollars?" Actually, this have. is what AT and T said: "Can we have five years for <laughs> million dollars?" And they're like, "What did I, I think we dropped them?" Uh, anyway, oh, that's that funny. Like that I like that one. Gronk Tom that's... Brady commercial from T Mobile right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Tom Brady commercials, before we finish this out, though, we made fun of Tom Brady being the subway guy and we said Tom doesn't eat bread. Did you notice at the end of the subway commercial he's in? The other guy in the camera, I can't remember who it is, looks and says, Tom, do you even eat bread? And Tom goes, Guys, it's a commercial. Literally addressed it head on, which I thought was really smart. Well, they just launched one, t- the two different Brady commercials. One was with the um, the crypto, his crypto deal, and I'm forgetting yeah. who that is. FTX, FTX, yes, FTX, baby. the, the official crypto arena. of yeah. our show. Yes, and uh, there was a, it was like a, a knockoff of a old uh, perfume. Uh, what do you call it when the guys put it on? uh you know cologne no no it was black and white well anyway it's like oh this is a delicious sandwich and it's tom brady and like a tux and moving around at the end he's like i can smell the bread it's so good i almost i I, if i ate bread i'd eat it or something like they said that in that commercial too that's all my point was so mike did you just mike did you just fall asleep no i i was checking my fantasy football and i realized (laughs) that my roster moves did not work the way I wanted it to. Yeah, I'm, I just I'm mine now. in there too. So let me cover the rest of this real quick because you guys didn't hear it, but the gong went off and I just went and fixed it. So you hear it moving forward. But the uh, the league, we announced the Verizon deal, but the league's got like 35 or 40 partners nationally that are that are league partners. They have a and couple they're all big equally ones important. Every one of them, money important. aside, <laughs> equally important partners. Yeah, but the two that we're about to talk about are equally more important than the rest, um, than many anyway. The beer deal is up this year, at the end of this year, referencing your Anheuser-Busch Miller Coors moments ago, and Pepsi's deal expires this year. So the soft drink and beer are both up the end of this year. One of those, the, the beer deal was a six-year, one-and-a-half billion, like $250 million a year. So that's a big deal for them. Uh, and so, how perfect is this for the NFL that at this moment when everybody's throwing every single penny at everyone for anything to have deals that are that size be up? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna go out. Uh, who knows how much that's gonna be? Well, look at what they did with like we talked about. Verizon actually is potentially it's great for the league. 400 million bucks less a year. Well, mm-hmm. they're making that much more per game on like every network that they're doing their TV. Yeah. They just shifted that revenue from the streaming to other and, platforms. And that <clears throat> was where you talk about the money flying around. If you look at, well, the ratings are down to, you know, the, the, the whole split universe now of everybody cutting the the cord and all that shit. Like they're like, Oh, these deals, deals can't go up. And I mean, they, insane numbers that they got from yeah. everybody on every you know what deal. i'm thinking you Crazy. know what i'm thinking on on the alcohol front i think it'd be smart for them to 
break that up the same way we're talking about networks and uh, get a beer sponsor for a little bit of discount. Um, I hate saying this, but get a seltzer sponsor uh, for a little bit of that drinker. I don't know if you would go wine necessarily, but then get like a, a bourbon uh, sponsor and and break that up and just, you know, get more diverse with, with your drinking crowd in the NFL too. Yeah, you just got fired because Anheuser-Busch is going to come in and buy it up and say we want all that. But hey, man, for it. I did it because I need to get my kids through college, too. <laughs> uh, all right. We have four minutes to get through this last point oh, and the next okay. topic because we're three minutes over. But I do need to cover this real quick. It was also announced today that the NFL told all teams that they could not sign a crypto or an NFT client. No team can sign uh, a sponsorship with a crypto or an NFT right now. The initial reaction was, oh, my God, the NFL is not having faith in that system. The, we all on this podcast know that's not true. The NFL just wants to control the process and do a massive global crypto and NFT deal, potentially with fanatics for the NFTs at least. And crypto, they, they've probably got three deals for a billion apiece in the works right now. I hope one of them splooge coin boys because oh, yeah. we are knee deep in that. If you didn't know, knee deep. Knee deep in splooge. <laughs> coin. Yikes. Splooge coin, oh, you got to finish it. Yeah, yeah. Did, I not I say did, did you guys notice the educational content on the screen? Sponsorship equals brands pay money for things and teams yeah. and leagues compliant is what it says at the bottom. The more you so, note. The more you know. Okay. Uh, I should also note that the networks are in on this racket. Uh, let's just do a quick rundown because we have two minutes and 50 seconds and I want you guys to talk. Start with the regular season. CBS, NBC, Fox, CSPN, NFL Network. Anybody carrying the NFL right now almost sold out regular season ads already. Crazy. Almost completely sold out for the There's only season. five Super Bowl ads left, right? Yeah, that's coming. Wow. So NBC, Super Bowl in February. We are less than five. Actually, the, the phrase was less than five Super Bowl ads are left uh, at last check. I mean, we checked in two months ago. It was 85% sold. Now it's, what is that, like 90-some percent sold. Um, and the season hasn't started yet. Well, it technically has now, but they are now down to five spots or less. I wonder if they're going to do a second Super Bowl this year so they can double the ads. <laughs> well, Mike, it's interesting that you asked that because I'm about to blow your mind. This came out today from Fox, who has the Super Bowl next year. So now we are talking 18. Oh, by the way, NBC is down to less than 530 <coughs> snippets of the good stuff. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. Um, we are now 18 months away from the next Super Bowl, and Fox announced today that they are going to start selling those spots now. Oh, my God. They 18 <sighs> months. 210 million people will be born before Fox's Super Bowl 57 ads air, and they are selling those now we are there guys we are there absolutely insane listen mike don't don't project just because you like to wait until the last minute to do things okay don't <laughs> don't be mad at fox i want a good deal okay <laughs> and it never works out with these things i always lose out or have to but pay I, a lot more i did see that fox is going to be price. they're not going to be increasing the the ads for I'm getting the years confused because we're still in 21, but we're already, already sold yeah. out at 22. But I think the 22. prices for 22 <laughs> increased about 18% from what we saw last year to somewhere around six and a half million or six between six and six and a half. That's what Fox is going to be pricing their spots at for. But that's what NBC sold for. 
NBC right, sold say- theirs for six to six and a half. Same. Right. I'm saying. I'm saying. We saw a big increase from last year to right. this year. There's not oh, right, going right, right, to be right, that. Right, yeah. There's not going to yeah, be that. Yeah, I found that but... interesting, though. I I did see where they are going to do what I call the Spirit Airlines method, which is the first ones are six million. Burn? Yeah, they're going to okay. crash. Oh. But like the Whoa. first ones are going to be six million. But then as they get near the end, they're going to start raising the price of those. I mean, is there oh, ever hold been? On, Ooh, hold on, hold on. I got a text. For, I got a text from Chris. He said, "I hope Fox brings back the football tracker like they did in an NHL hockey in the '90s." Some ideas. You throw a Fox football tracks. over 18 miles an hour, it turns red, and there's a streak. Fox tracks. Fox tracks. You guys remember Fox tracks, right? We are. What about Vax tracks. Vax tracks. Vax tracks. Every Next time one to say that Fox shit tracks, is going to get one of these when I see in person ever. <laughs> Pretty sure you're the one that brought that up. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I do think that this is really just a statement of the time that we are in right now where people are throwing and putting ridiculous amounts of money into all of this. Brands are clearly showing that they believe sports to be – and I honestly believe this is probably not a popular thing to say, but I think that the people at Fox and the people everywhere kind of know it's nuts, right? They kind of know. And if you know that everybody's throwing nuts money at stuff right now, then it's brilliant that Fox is like, you know what? Why would we wait until some of this hysteria has died down? Let's sell the stuff now. And if we can sell it six, six and a half, I mean, who knows? We might be selling three years out Super Bowl ads here before too long. Until until people stop buying it, they're going to keep selling it. Don't just even put that idea out there. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What what That's if probably true? What if it got to the point where let's say the next three or four years of Super Bowl ads are sold out well before anything happens, and another network was like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to sell Super Bowl ads to compete against the real Super Bowl ads at a cheaper rate and promote that. So, you know, I'm like, uh, what did, what did mad TV do back in the, in the nineties? They're like, come watch our halftime show, uh, and skip over Now we can have like different network ads competing against each other. Like who's better, who's funny, who's more witty. I got a discount. I want to, you know, uh, I bought it on the channel that doesn't carry the Super Bowl. I hope I get a yeah, discount. Yeah. You, you, you switch over <laughs> and then you watch the highlights. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not confident that's going to happen, but it sounds fun. Well, I think we got our 14th business idea, guys. There we go. There we go. Uh, all right. Well, new me, topic. Sir, can new I trouble topic, you for new a new topic, topic, please? New topic. You can trouble me for that. And the new topic is college football. Uh, on the first first thing we're going to talk about, on September 28th. Just going to go ahead and we do come, this. On September 28th, we come to the end of the summer of listening. You guys, you know, we've all been here with the summer of listening. And College Football Playoffs Board of Managers will meet with the FBS commissioners to discuss feedback that they've gotten in the summer of listening since June. <laughs> Considering expansion of the 12-team playoff. Right. <sighs> um, that's not the interesting part. Oh, The interesting oh, part God. was, yeah, in <laughs> In June, everybody said this is a done deal. Now you've got this giant room full of people that doesn't like each other anymore. 
You've got the Big 12 at odds with Texas and Oklahoma. You've got the SEC at odds with every other conference. You've got the uh, CFP board of managers that had someone from Notre Dame on there, but no one from the Big 10, the Pac-12, or the ACC on the board of managers that was laying out the 12-team playoff. You had the guy that was at the time in the Big 12, Sankey from Texas, or Oklahoma, Texas, right, who is now at the SEC. So the, the Big 12 people are pissed because they thought he was negotiating on behalf of them. Now he is moved over to the SEC, which has shifted the balance of power. It's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. So predictions on whether or not this is going to happen in 2023, 2024, when do you think it'll happen? Do you think it'll happen? Yes. Do you think it'll happen in 23 or 24? Well, I no, stick with I, your statement. Just say yes. Just, just, <laughs> no, no, I think that the um, it's going to happen for sure. And everybody agrees because what else? It's going to make more money and it gives more TV content to ESPN. So everybody wants it. But the deal with ESPN goes through, what is that, 25? That's the, yeah. to me, is the only reason that's holding it up. The, the the fact that the deal goes through 25 is holding it up? That that TV deal, yeah. And this conferences don't want to either piss off ESPN or... See, and I think it's know. the exact opposite. I think your first sentence is, I'm on board with the first sentence. I think the reason's the opposite. I think they aren't going to do it until that deal is up because they don't want to give that to ESPN for the price that they've had before. I think they're going to wait until 2026 <laughs> to do the 12-team playoff so that they can open the bidding up and only give ESPN a portion of it or for the same amount of money. Or ESPN can pony I, up and pay four times I'm, as much. As, as always, I'm wrong. I, I love that, and I would I would bet on that as the philosophy. That's, yes, makes a ton of sense. But if all these crazy numbers are getting thrown around today, then what's to say they don't? pre-negotiate some future arranged you know agreements they could i mean they could they could if espn was willing to tear it up i just don't think knowing that espn knows what those rights agreements are costing that espn is going to sacrifice they own the fort they own the championship game and the two games leading into it now why would they risk that to and and pay a bunch more i mean maybe it's possible well it's not impossible that that's the way it goes down but um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's a meeting to discuss listening. No vote expected, but consideration is definitely on the table. The well, they're meeting to just they're like they're kicking around the agenda for right. the listening sessions. It's to talk about going to committee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm going to hand this off to you for a second because I know you've been tracking this closely. The big little eight, ten, twelve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who was? Weren't they? Weren't they furious? Bullsby furious at the AAC for trying to do something through ESPN to poach their members. Very. He wasn't happy how, with them. Yeah. How suddenly the Big Twelve or Big Eight or whatever the hell they are um, Big is eight. Big Twelve. The eight, whatever the X X I I. Oh shit! I gotta hurry up. It's clocks running out. So they're gonna so tomorrow. The, co the commissioners are gonna meet, and they're gonna they're they're already approved. Basically, the uh, That's loud. the Big Twelve, not uh, commissioners. I think you said the Big Twelve presidents, and it's gonna be BYU, and then three AAC teams: Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida. Um, and according to I think it was Sports Illustrated that the at least. Um, 
uh, the, the AC's teams would be looking to join as fast as 2324 um, and BYU's independent. So that has both. Now, do they have to pay? They have to pay an exit fee to the uh, that AAC, was yeah, correct? Like, right. You got BYU is going to have to do with potentially rescheduling, you know, a full slate, eight, uh, 12. Yeah, games they don't, well, they're not exiting anybody, so they wouldn't have a fee. Right? But they, they don't have a fee. The, the, the AAC schools, apparently, that's not enough notice time now to make that happen within the contract period of 24 or 36 months or whatever. And so each school is going to have to pay $10 million exit fee early to exit early from the AAC. I think so. they, so the, let's talk about this because I think it's actually more than that, because I think that the 10 million fee was if they even gave enough notice. I think the 10 million fee is what oh, you really? have to pay to leave the conference. Re- period. I've read yeah. it wrong. All right. Well, I think so. I think so. So they're going to even pay more than the, yeah, it's going to be a big sum, but they'll but, make it all back up in TV. Well, rights that's, that's it. Year. Right. It yeah. depends on what the, the, the existing Big 12 schools, because they don't have as much leverage as right. has happened in the Big 10 when they added schools and you had to wait multiple years to get your full shares. That's this is a different story, but they're going to yeah. Yeah, they'll make it up on the, on the TV. Please continue. Speaking of the BYU <laughs> folks, uh, they just played a game in Vegas. Uh, against Arizona and had 54,000 fans at Allegiant Stadium. Damn. Which is a lot of fans for two teams that don't play in a city. Uh, and 80% of them are reported to have been BYU fans. So Allegiant has already scheduled or is in the works of scheduling uh, another game there between BYU and Notre Dame next year, which you know will do really well. Um, and I think Allegiant I do know that. Do quite a bit of this. I, yeah, I do know that. <laughs> Thank you, that. thank you, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't want Mike to get worried. It's been a while since I've said anything. I know Mike worries when, when I do. Happens, I worry so. a lot. I was literally I about to text. Funny, I, I was. I was literally about to text Mike. Like, hey, should we just kind of fuck off and start our own podcast right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, over there falling asleep. These two are talking about the big eight, ten, twelve for twenty-five minutes. It's like. I finished a Sudoku. Do love Chris. Chris, let me just throw in here. I do love that the the we get people come on the show on the show criticizing the show. It is good. It's good. I love that I get. It's good to. We gotta keep us. We have to keep us level. Instant feedback from the co-hosts of how crappy the show currently is while we're in the show. That's the stuff that makes people come back. Hey bud. Hey bud. We're all. That's what brings people back. We're all taking your lead, bud. So you know. (laughs) If we're going down, we're all going down. Going down. Uh, I did find it funny that the BYU did so well in Vegas. You know the Mormons. They're just coming in there, and I guess. They can't drink and they can't gamble. I don't know what the hell. They are. Are they they gambling in Vegas? Remember, they they can hit the little chapel of love and get married for that second, third, fourth, tenth time. Oh, that's true. You could really rack up some marriages. I thought that's what the big little eight, ten, twelve meant for marriages (laughs) for BYU fans. (laughs) No, I guess I was wrong. I don't know. It's twelve kids Uh, per marriage. Oh, here we go. All right, let's. Take it easy. All right. Take it easy. Start your own uh, fake high school football team and get them on ESPN. BYU parents. Garbage change. Garbage change. Garbage change. Josh. Oh, looking good, Terry. Josh, talk to us about sports gambling. I hear there's some things happening. 
Oh boy. Where to begin? Oh boy. Where to begin? Well, it was a... uh, (laughs) At the beginning. At the beginning. Well, back in 1723... Here we go! um, Columbus Columbus sailed the ocean. Nope, too far. Too far. Um, There's a lot that's been going on in the world of sports gambling. Certainly not big little 8, 10, 12, which is what the screen says. But um, again, I'm just here to criticize my own show. Um, (laughs) Oh, I actually like this line. You get a sports book. You get a sports book. Everybody gets a sports book. That's what happened today in Arizona. Uh, Arizona went live today. They're, They're allowing for up to 20 Mobile sportsbook licenses, 10 going to Native American tribes, 10 to professional sports venues. Um, Phoenix 20 have, uh, gambling licenses in one state. Now, And does that include the Caesar Sportsbook that opened today in? Maybe. Uh, probably. Are they really doing it's, it's got to be in the 20. Well, that is included in that number. Yeah, FanDuel, Caesars, all, all of the – and then also the FanDuel, the FanDuel Sportsbook Lounge, which opened up at the Footprint Center, which is the new name of the home of the Phoenix Suns, the Devin Bookers. Um, but so a lot going on in Arizona. A lot of what we talked about earlier about these crazy ad sales and everything going on, a lot of people are pointing towards gambling, including some of CBS Sports – uh, their, their senior VP of sports sales. I mean, he he really he called the gaming industry being the most significant new category in a generation. I don't think anyone would argue that um, at this point. So that's been uh, it, it's been pretty cool to see all the growth from I mean, what May of 2018 to now. I mean, it's it's just been over three years, and uh, the American Gaming Association estimates that a record. 45 million Americans, now that we're, we're the kickoff for the NFL season is tonight, they're, rec- they're guessing 45.2 million Americans will bet on the upcoming NFL season. Uh, that would be up 36% from last year. So starting to get a sense of why some of these crazy numbers are being thrown around from brands that are involved in the space, from the networks, because there's more people watching or not necessarily more people, but the people that are watching are watching more. They're watching more intently. They're engaging more with the sport, and they're betting a lot of money. Um, and then we talk about new sports books. It seems like every day there's a new company that announces they're making a move into the space. Myers made a, a joke about Fanatics earlier. It's not a joke. I mean, they're, they're looking at um, getting a, a license in New York. Fubo, sport, Fubo TV – uh, announced over the last Fubu? week that they're making inroads <laughs> in sports Fubu betting. Fubu TV. Sean John. Fubo. Sean John TV. Not Dude, Fubu. I'd be into that so quick. <laughs> so they're coming out with Fubo Gaming, and they're they're building a uh, sportsbook lounge in MetLife as they announced the deal with the New York Jets. Uh, sports Illustrated is making a move into the space. Facebook not is not entering the gambling space, but they did announce they're partnering with Whistle Sports to launch a daily sports prediction game. So who knows where that's going to go? Um, and then Play uh, with obviously, Monopoly money. We talked about ESPN seeking three billion dollars just to license their name for a sports book. So they've been in talks with some of the players like Caesars, and uh, it seems like there might be a better opportunity for them overseas. Um, and then the NFL announced some more more sportsbook operating partners for. <laughs> well, good thing, good thing my name isn't talk. Chris. <laughs> I love how Can he's we... never made one for anybody but Chris. 
Well, that's the it's only move one on the problem. Chris. It's the, only the NFL move on. Chris. Announced Fox Bet, Bet MGM, Points Bet, Win Bet, all as sports operators for the 2021 NFL season. They paid the NFL in order for the right to pay the NFL more to buy media inventory. So I love that for them. They can't use NFL marks, but they're NFL partners. So there's a lot going on in the space. Uh, if we can go back and just do it all again, all can the, you just explain? Well, I was again? I was going to say if we could find all of the time, like the times that Myers spoke without being interrupted just today and mm. stitch all that together. We've, we've been recording for 40 minutes, so probably 37 and a half of those minutes have been Myers <laughs> speaking. Mm. Um, so someone really needs to take this the controls from this. That's right, new topic. <laughs> the new topic. It was only a matter of time before we got into ice skating. If, if you took the Chiron off the top of it, I could have seen that yep. you said that. Yep, I, I was working on that, too. I was working on that, too. Thanks. I'm just Does anybody else see all the wheels coming off the bus? This guy's getting dragged through the coals tonight. I love Who it. wants to talk about Barstool Sports? Mike mm, Smith. Any volunteers? Any volunteers? No, nope. okay, it's gonna be me. What is stopping them? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Thank you. Next uh, topic. Bar- <laughs> Barstool Sports is launching its own channel. It's official. They finally oh, did it. They launched their own channel on Sling TV featuring existing programs. They got some exclusive stuff. They're gonna have some gambling shows. Uh, I know Sling is gonna be sponsoring some stuff, a lot of pregame shows before college football. What well, are they here, doing? What are they not going to do? Here's, here's the thing with Barstool Sports. I think they're taking a page out of uh, what the Chive the did with Sports the Atmosphere uh, Television a few years back, where they were oh, taking yeah, they, mm-hmm. they were taking you know funny clips, and you could uh, 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 pick out what clips you wanted. They could put them to your bars. You could do geo targeting for uh, beer ads in my industry to do that, and it really grew fast. Uh, but they never really dial it into sports the way that Barstool is going to position their their brand. And, and I think it's a brilliant move. Um, I think it's coming off of, you know, a big year that they're having already. Um, they're going to be the atmosphere to true sports fans. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with it. Yeah. My two cents. It's going to be. What is. Like, what is the reasoning, I'm curious, behind creating a channel through Sling TV as opposed to just going direct to the consumers and creating a Barstool app that can be downloaded on any and all TVs and devices? Because I think they want to be on the box. I think they want mm-hmm. to get off the I want they want to get off the, the device and on the box where people will sit on their couch and watch Barstool, not just do it on their phone, on their computer. I know you can sit on your couch and watch it on your phone or your computer, but there's a, a whole world of people out there that are like, all right, I spend all day on the computer. And yes, I consume a ton of stuff and I'm good consuming Barstool stuff there. But if you had it on the TV, I'd watch that too. So I think it's just building out the portfolio. Yeah, I don't and, think and, to- and Slingbox has been around since God, the late uh, 2000s. So they have a pretty good platform already developed and they were Please streaming straight to devices remote before your, your phones were. So um, it, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's, it's a very quick to market uh, uh, for them to do instead of developing mm-hmm. an app themselves. So I'm sure there was, you know, a little cash grab on well, both get, ways. And they get, they get 2.4 million subs that are already <clears throat> on sling that immediately yeah. now have their channel in front of them. So I know they've got more than 2.4 million followers, but that's, 2.4 million on that platform that 
suddenly have their channel and see obviously why Sling's doing it, right? It's big for Sling. And I bet Sling is paying. I don't know this. I haven't seen yeah, the that's details, what I was going to get imagine to. That Sling is probably absolutely our stool for the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, because Sling's going to we'll, Sling will put their name all over everything that Barstool is doing. Yeah, we'll see. I, I could see this potentially having, you know, them coming in and having a little bit of like a Howard Stern effect with Sirius XM, you know, mm-hmm. obviously drove drove subscribers through the roof. It could, it could have a similar effect. And how crazy is it that uh, this past week Dave launched his own frozen pizza uh, one bite? I heard it was rated uh, perfect 10 in a non-biased review. Yeah, he gave it a 10, yeah. (laughs) Um, I will say this. Three different reviews. (laughs) Those were great. I will say this. I'm sure he's got a great flavor taster for pizza because he's done so many of them. But I did watch him do the other day a chicken sandwich one, and he it was a blind taste test, and it was a, it was Chick Fil A, Popeyes chicken, and maybe Ooh. Wendy's. Ooh, and, that's a good that's a good lineup right there. And and he went over the top, overwhelmingly in favor of Chick Fil A, and I just tried the Chick Fil A sandwich today, and Popeyes is. Three points better than Chick Fil A. Oh, dude, I a hundred percent agree. I've been I've been telling people on the street, (laughs) yelling it from my car, like for months. The fact that he was like, "Oh, it's not even close." He's like, "It's not even close." I mean, did the did the Popeyes chicken sandwich? Did they get it at nine p.m.? Because at nine p.m. the Popeyes chicken sandwiches are terrible. You got to get them before eight because they've been sitting there for two hours by nine p.m. Yeah, dude, true. you want to know at here's least the, the true story. No, the Popeyes I go to. Dude, listen, here's a true story. The no, first time I, just I ever said tried the best chicken sandwich. I the first time I tried the Popeyes chicken sandwich was like a year and a half ago or whatever when they brought it back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I never had mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna go and get it because all the the hype. I go there. I waited in line forever. Uh, it was later. It was like eight thirty or something. I get up there. Guys, like, what do you want? I was like, I want to try the Popeyes chicken sandwich. He's like, you've never had it. I'm like, no, I've never had it. I'd like to try it though. He's like, all Wait, right. Is this I'm Ben a- Zobrist? Yes. He, okay. <laughs> he gave me two chicken sandwiches. He's like, come on. Here you go, man. No yeah. Way. Yeah, dude. He gave Are you me two serious? Chicken sandwiches. And uh, they were a, both that's good. My kind of fantasy right there. I will say, so, I, 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 I don't know if I've ever talked about him on the podcast before, but my hype beast cousin, Max Myers, you, you know him Love well. Max. They've, 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 Max. Shared a, they've shared a couch together. That um, sounds weird. Well, it was. Uh, let's save but, that for um, another show. I think Max, I think my hype piece cousin Max, them, which sounds even weirder. That when the Popeye sandwich first came okay. out, he, instead of waiting in line for Jordans or some new sneakers that day, went and spent the whole day at Popeye's waiting in line again and no, again and then no. started selling sandwiches to no. people who were coming up to wait I in love line. Max. <laughs> Dude, like for how much more? He's a hustler, Triple? baby. And he, he wants is. you to know by his Popeye sandwiches. That <laughs> is amazing. He's like, I, I made, 30, I made a 35% margin on each sandwich. Not too bad. Say good <laughs> looks. They're like $2.99. <laughs> he better made more than a 35% margin. I bet he made no. a 300% markup as long as people are waiting in that line. That's amazing. Uh, all right. Shout so out, still shout out Max. Fine. But I will stay in toe-to-toe with dave portnoy and say look no chance you have to very you have to like a very specific type of chicken to like the 
chicken sandwich from. We're still on this chicken. Chick Fil A. Have you had the Chick Fil A chicken? It's like that pepper chicken. Let's get them on the show. Let's call. What are you talking about? Why are you talking about the Chick Fil A chicken like it's new? Like 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 you're like I just went and tried the Chick Fil A. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Yeah. Because plus years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I went there on a Sunday. They were closed. I couldn't believe it. Right. I'm not a Chick Fil A guy. I've never been a Chick Fil A guy. All right. Mm, taking a stand. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. Next topic. Uh, this, uh, this. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about women's sports here for a second. We are at the 49-minute mark. We got two topics left. We are crushing it today, guys. We are really moving. You're going to hear the gong go off in a second. Actually, I'm going to reset it so we don't have to hear that. Oh okay. Hey, we're going to start with the NWHL, which is the National Women's Hockey League. They are changing okay. their name to the Premier Hockey federation premier hockey federation uh we're gonna get to that don't don't do it don't yeah don't do it yet don't say it yet don't say it yet don't say it yet because new management private ownership uh i do like the concept that they're doing it because they want to remove the moniker the uh gender identity they don't want to say national women's hockey league so that's why it's the premier hockey federation they don't think it's important i agree with them uh no labels no limits that's their motto what i don't necessarily agree with is that they didn't – I don't think they probably thought that name through very well because the acronym is now – Come again? PHF. <laughs> They're going to love that. Okay. Uh, also, National Women's Soccer League. There, go, there, goes, our, there goes our <laughs> sponsorship. Mm-hmm. It went just like oh, that. Oh, how many Nash- have we pissed away tonight, Josh? Are you, you got a counter on your end? At least if, I, if I was if, if I was counting them, I would go crazy. So no, I'm trying to forget all that. National Women's Soccer League, gentlemen, is on fire, doing very well these days. However, they didn't get they did not get shown respect this week. Their championship has just been announced. Their championship will be held on November 20th on a Saturday. At 9 a.m. Now, keep in mind, this is their Super Bowl, okay? It's being held at 9 a.m. because the network that they're on, and I won't name the network, uh, doesn't want to interfere with their college football lineup. So they're playing the NWSL championship at 9 a.m. in Portland, Oregon, on the only non- natural grass surface in the whole league every other that's surface is natural grass which is that's trifling. trifling that is trifling uh and the players are already speaking out against both the time as well as being forced to play on the uh you know non 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 natural grass what do you call that the turf field turf, turf. Yeah. i can artificial, i can say artificial. i can i can speak as a former um national elite, women's soccer league player exactly as a former elite women's soccer player myself today is I can say, polio day and i wanted it sorry go ahead <laughs> jesus man come on show some res- show some respect these, these girls they, these the girls computer. they can't get no respect i, uh, I can't get no respect like al lighter um like but i i am curious not that this is super <laughs> relevant but the time you said 9 a.m is that 9 a.m pacific pacific okay yeah, so, so it's 11 o'clock chicago new east that. coast come on that's a, that's a, come on I don't like that they have to play. Do you think the players grass. want to play at 9 a.m. the Super Bowl? Do you think they would ever make the Falcons square off against the Cowboys <laughs> at 9.25 a.m. Right, for the Super Bowl? 
that I was I got up when they play was, in Europe. They do. Yeah, I was trying true. to find my notes from Lisa Baird, the commissioner's press conference, like ten days ago, and they talked some about this announcement that was coming, and I wanted to see exactly what her wording was. But I think the idea was that they were going to be on free TV, basically, and yeah. broadcast okay. TV. I should yeah. say, right? Yeah. And okay. and uh, that was the most important thing was to be there. And this was the only way to make that happen in the fall on a Saturday or Sunday on CBS with college football and Saturdays and Sundays and NFL and and meet the press in the morning or whatever the hell it is on. Well, I did see also that they're up against the e-scooter championship. Oh, that's what it is. I love that. What if they spent all the money on the commercials for whatever games on that afternoon and just played it while there was played a break the in the football game. <laughs> the <during> the <laughs> like, hopefully there's not smash. They have commercial. They have game well, the breaks and commercials. Going on. <laughs> they can do that. do that. Just I'm gonna do that math. See how many spots they need. Hold on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> great. We're back to the math segment of the show. Can you imagine? Got, like they've got like, 13 minute TV timeouts. Yeah, they only need they, timeouts. they only need 180 spots to get through a 90 minute game. I'm sure they could work up some type of like bulk discount. <laughs> but do you know how, how many did it take you to multiply 90 by two? <laughs> it was 90 Chinese times 60 over there. It's 90 times 60 divided oh, by 30. What? <laughs> that was perfect. He's, he's the one that with was the calculator. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. I do have a calculator. Last topic, and this is a big one, the e-scooter last championships. Topic. Oh, yeah. E-scooter champions. I have no updates other than this, guys. And I just got to tell this story. Mike Smith, you don't even know this story. Yeah, I guess I've shared this with already. Last week's episode, I was talking about the new entrant into the competition. Hellbiz. H-E-L-B-I-Z. Hellbiz. Yeah, they have three riders. Oh, three. One. Yeah, they're in. They have three riders in the e-scooter championships. They also, and I announced it on that podcast that they are the first micro god bless it what's it what's the category again chris micro shoot micro mobility thank you thanks for the help there uh they are the first micro mobility company to go public and to sell stock which is what going public means and so i went on you're welcome i went on and was like "Ooh, i could buy this it's been here for two weeks and it's came on at 25 bucks now it's a six dollar oh, stock so i no, bought some shares i bought a bunch of shares and guess what happened yesterday mike what they announced they were opening in raleigh durham and the shares went up 85 percent so they're at eight dollars and you made 147 dollars still not enough to get me a working freaking mic <laughs> on this show that i've not seen a freaking cent good for you hey chris about that mic for you Who bought that mic for you, Chris? Team marketing report. Team marketing. Hey, Josh, who bought that mic for you? Why are we waiting so long to answer this question? Who bought the mic for you? Mike, they bought the mics themselves. (laughs) I don't know why this, like, this was not a difficult question. This was a very easy question. 
we are pushing an hour and I got two guys staring at the screen trying to come up with some funny way to answer who paid for their freaking microphone. Because well, they the don't was, know man, that you have promised me mics multiple, like up. back to show five. I'm going to drive you a mic. I'm going to buy a microphone. I'm going to drive it to your house and then you won't set it up and you'll join the podcast three minutes late. It'll be perfect. It's going to work out. Witness. It's going to work out. Thank you. Sons of I bitches. finally got what I wanted. I finally got Josh, what I wanted. Man. Josh, Josh left. It was so traumatized. Josh left. He's, he's like, probably going to grab like, the goddamn is... receipt showing that you bought him that Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Myers. I have, yep. another, I have another mic for you, Mike. Hey, hey what the hell? Go. You guys got a second mic the whole time? He has. Oh, I've my God. It. This is it. Twenty one was the last one for me. We got mics and Snoop is joining enjoying the podcast at the end. Somebody end this for me, please. Oh, bye. Are we supposed to be doing hot topics, rapid topics? Do you have one, folks? No. Do you have one? Go ahead. Do you have one? Yes. Okay, well, first of all, I have, I have two because first of all, oh my god, Peppy, Peppy, the 18 year old kids turned the game around last night for the U.S. men's national team in soccer and won a scored a big three points on the uh, road in Concacaf qualifying. So, hats off to Peepee. And then uh, what I wanted to bring up, did any of you guys hats watch? Hats off to your Peepee. Hats, hats off to Peepee. There was, there. boom. If he was only sure in college and he could have a name image likeness deal. Uh, did you, you guys watch Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, any of the inductions? Josh How could Myers. I? It was, it was the middle of the day on a Monday. Oh, they really so love care about great baseball. times for that. No, Josh. Well, I care loves. about Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, Derek, and you didn't watch that. I did. He I did. watched that. Oh, he okay. did, but he's like, so, but, but he's got a point. They aired it at noon on a Monday. That, that they was, aired it opposite the National Women's Soccer League Championship. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to mess with the MLB marketing machine, okay? They know what they're doing. They'll eat you up. Good point. But the best thing I just <laughs> wanted to call out, I love those Hall of Fame baseball, particular Hall of Fame speeches that these guys actually like suddenly start you know getting emotional and telling all these stories and thanking all these people that made a difference and why baseball is so important and this and that it's awesome i love it that they dropped the macho bullshit and they just uh they just let it ride and your boy jeets i mean come on love him yeah jeets yeah jeets (laughs) have you ever called him jeets in your life josh jeets no we i'm on first name basis i call him Derek. that's that's his password so so anyway love him or hate him what the hell is the deal with this the one nozzle that doesn't vote for him it's like your, your favorite guy myers uh, TV Teddy Valentine in the Big Ten, like the basketball ref, wants no. to step in and make the, everything about him. No, guess who media person doing that kind of crap? Probably like, oh, no. Alex Rodriguez. Perfect... <laughs> I heard it was. I heard it was actually Myers. Myers was the lone dissenting vote for Derek against Derek. He has Jeter, a BBWA so. credential. Damn, I think it's ridiculous. You had me at BBW. There is a reason for it. The reason those things usually happen is that a, a, a writer wants to try and keep somebody on the ballot. Somebody else. And now the correct get... answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to mute you. Uh, 
they they oh fuck i understand what you're saying but oh yeah they were trying to keep a guy on they're trying to keep a guy because you have to have a certain percentage to stay on and they think okay Derek jeter's getting in i can't mess that up right he's gonna get in so i'm gonna use my vote to try and keep this guy on the back i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that's usually what happens sometimes it's vindictive too somebody's like screw you i'm gonna do this so you don't get the universal vote but it's oftentimes somebody doesn't vote for somebody they know that's gonna make it so that they can help keep somebody on the ballot that maybe is on the ballot during a stacked year or something like that. I just heard so, it was Chipper Jones' uncle. I don't think it's – we don't have to look too deep into it. I don't – it's – That is pretty interesting. Well, guys, this has been fun. Even with all of the personal attacks tonight, I'm very sensitive. You guys know this about me. And uh, gosh, Mike, darn you want to say something? Like do, you think, do you think Fox Track will sponsor us when the show's going down and the screen just turns red? I do think so. But in the meantime, I have one thing that I'd like to leave you guys with, and that is hats off to PP.